Hi folks, I'm Alan Watt and this is Cutting Through the Matrix on the 7th of June 2012. For newcomers, I always suggest you make good use of the website cuttingthroughthematrix.com and there's well over a thousand audios for free download and I try and tie this uh, real reality, the one behind the one that's projected to you from birth, I tie the real one up for you to show you how big foundations, big powerful organizations got together a long time ago to take over the world basically and all that is in it that includes people as well we're a natural resource like a tree for instance uh, we can get grown, you know bred up and uh, culled off when it suits the, the masters who kind of farmers like Charles Fort said and so uh, they got together as I say and uh, they run the world through money, still do this crazy thing called money, and, uh, and of course they do the bookkeeping at the top, so no one can sort of watch and see what they're up to, which leaves the field wide open to them. There's no competition. And we, just, we accept all this as, as a, a natural way. We take it for granted this is how it's supposed to be, a natural order. And yet twice a century, at least, they always crash the economies and uh, plunder the public. It's just what they've always done. And, and yet no one changes it because the same people are so powerful. They, they run the world, basically. They run governments and they put their own guys in, uh, even through institutions like the, the Royal Institute of International Affairs and the CFR. Everybody who's been a president or prime minister since the late 1800s has been a member of this group in one of its couple of names, actually. They changed it uh, in the early 20th century. So, we're run, as I say, by professional people, people who think they're the most evolved on the planet and that they have the natural right to rule all the rest and even alter us all as well through science to create in the future down the road a better, well-behaved uh, uh, human being that will serve them much, much better than the present ones. A lot of psychology issues on the public right now, incredible amounts of psychology. has been very blatant, actually, world meetings and how to use it and, and alter the mindsets of whole nations like the U.S., that's what Bernays was involved with, with the presidents, one after another. And so even our minds are not our own. That's the whole thing. And uh, professional people, of course, are still working on this to, to even make it more perfect. So help yourself to the audios here. Remember, too, you are the audience that bring me to you because I don't have any sponsors. I don't bring on advertisers as guests. And I don't sell any products. And I don't have shares in your products either. So it's up to you to keep me going by buying the books and discs at cuttingthroughthematrix.com. And uh, you can also donate as well. And how to do it is all on the website cuttingthroughthematrix.com. Remember, too, that all the sites listed there have audios and transcripts for download in English. And if you want transcripts for uh, downloads in other languages, go into alanwattsentinel.eu and help yourself to those ones. But, yeah, that's the biggest real, you know, crack-up most folk have in their lifetime, if you think enough and deeply enough, is when they find out that the society that they're born into, including their parents' mindset, is all controlled 
and uh, most of what you're taught is bogus, actually. Uh, even the trends they give you from fashion, all culture, even the thoughts of fantasy you're given through movies and so on are all given intentionally because along with the fantasies come lots of downloading and that alters your mind on different things uh, to an incredible extent so that the predators on top can actually prey on you even in an easier manner than they already are. So we're a controlled society. Now many big players, as I've mentioned before, many times wrote books about it. They took part in global meetings to do with uh, literally creating whole cultures and the mindset of those cultures. And uh, they put out their own books. And you've got to wade through the dusty ones to find out that what I'm saying is simply fact. And once you've got that, you'll understand everything. Back with more after this break. Hi folks, I'm back and this is Cutting Through the Matrix talking about the big system that we're born into and we take for granted simply because it's all there and everyone else takes it for granted too and no one comes up to you like a... For instance, in, in wildlife, every every young mammal has to be taught by a, an adult as to what to avoid for its own good like getting eaten, for instance and if the adult uh, is killed off earlier, dies off uh, then the young one has no clue and they'll, they won't last very long. Same with people. If your parents don't know what they're living in is, an, is an, uh, basically a script. We're living a scripted life, basically. Because the big boys at the top say they've got 10, 15, 50, 100-year plans, 150-year plans. Each generation simply is there to fulfill its plan. And they study us so intensely at the top to make sure that we all conform with, with the plan. Are we all dressing the same way, we're behaving the same way, well, all the right opinions, I mean the right opinions, ones that are given to us on the same topics, etc. And it's phenomenal the amount of work that goes on on us. Because after all, we're the livestock, you see. And without us, there's no profit at the top for those at the top. We won't build things for them and make nice big houses for them and create private jets for them and stuff like that. So they need to keep us dumb and stupid at the bottom and they, they call this the well-ordered society. Now, school is a big, big part of it because your early indoctrination uh, is so essential for subsequent indoctrination when you leave school or university. And the media takes over, of course, and just puts out rubbish all the time, just basic rubbish. Because the media is owned by the same people who own the banks, who own the foundations, who run all the thousands of NGOs and thousands of think tanks that work on us. It's all one big matrix system, basically. And most folk never figure it out. It causes an awful lot of destruction in society, a lot of deaths and suicide, because people find that they're banging their heads against a system, and for some reason they think they've failed. They haven't got up where they should get up to in life, social status, and they haven't figured out that the whole system is rigged. It's all rigged, you see. And so they, they turn into alcohol or drugs or something, or a lifestyle that that's, uh, is detrimental to them. And they end up uh, having an early grave, most of them, or in the mental hospital, stuck on psychotropic drugs. So that's the system we're, we're living in. We're supposed to think it's sane, simply because the big boys with straight faces on television, who have got lots of letters behind their names, tell us so. 
They, they tell us. So, you know, if you don't think the same way as they do, in other words, if your indoctrination hasn't taken on you, uh, you you're dangerous. You've got dangerous opinions. Who would have thought that, that dangerous opinions could, could, you know, have you spied upon? Everybody's getting spied upon. They tell us they're spying on us. We're so dumbed down today, most folk don't care. They don't care. They've trained a generation that, well, who needs privacy? Uh, isn't it better to forgo all having privacy uh, and for all the fun that you're getting in return? That's what they think. Quite astonishing. And of course, that's an area you can go on about forever and ever and ever because uh, that's the area of the future is sock puppets for everybody. Uh, they'll pretend that they're your friends. And in reality, you're giving up your information quite happily, voluntarily, legally, you see, because you're acquiescing to it. And uh, the big boys have got a complete uh, personality profile on you, which they update every day. It's done automatically by the data and the chat that you put out there for them to have. They've admitted all of this, but most folk don't care. Most folk really don't care. It's, see, we're, we are we have so much in common with certain animals. We certainly do. There's no doubt about it. It's like anthropologists. When I have a small, I see wonder, why is there so many anthropologists on television getting us reports from these weird and, and, and fantastic and exotic places across the sea and so on, studying tribes? Well, you understand, we've already been studied very, very well where we sent these anthropologists from. And uh, they're out doing the last sort of roundup uh, before these little tribes disappear. But they've done it all with us already. They know it works with us. So psychology, behaviorism, and, of course, uh, anthropology all combined together, even zoology all combined, combined together in this brave new world we're in, so that the masters are absolutely 100% certain of uh, those they control. And, and even at that, they go overboard because they're petrified that someone might have an original thought and burst the bubble. And I'm not kidding about that. I'm not kidding about that. World meetings were set up during World War II and right after World War II. And since then and from then, big, big groups and organizations were given incredible funding to come up with controlling the entire culture of all of the Western countries. I mean minutely, minute training and teaching and controlling to make sure that America, especially, they said, didn't go fascist. And that's where you get all this massive propaganda and lots of lovely drawings of people all smiling from all, all the world, all smiling together, and so on, etc., etc. And that's why you have default positions set in your mind if, if something doesn't quite, quite mesh with what you're being indoctrinated with. In other words, you actually rationalize something for yourself because of your own observations. Incredible is incredible. It's not all about massive profit. Of course, it's always going to be a, a big, big profit for those who control. But they have to control the herd, you understand, to, to maintain control. And that's what they're terrified of. And they've got all these scientific studies. If they lose control, if these professionals who worked on this for, for generations now lose control, uh, will, will disrupt into chaos. That's what they tell their own high-level students when they start. So here you have the perpetrators at the top, uh, paranoid about all the rest of the people down below them, because they know that if the public knew what was really going on, 
like George Bush Sr. has said, if they found out, if the public found out what we've been doing, they'd chase us down the street and hang us. Of course, they, they can rationalize it in other terms, that the public need them. We need them, you see, because we're so primitive with all these unconscious desires and motivations that we're not even aware of, apparently. Uh, and therefore, it's like a big massive sea of the unconscious, according to Freud. And that's what started it all, actually. And um, it's got to be tamed by better types of people than you, you see. Once you understand how it can, the seas, uh, generally with psychotropic drugs. So it's completely different, as I say, from what the, the reality from was, was given to you. Now, you still have absolute basic instincts. Basic instincts, of course, um, uh, from a whole range of things for the, the mating imperative and procreative imperative, all that stuff to keep the people going. And, of course, they really cater big time to that. And in the process, they also overdo it because they want to destroy the family unit. That's done, as far as I'm concerned. Everybody, everybody's dysfunctional. Look around you. There's been a, a 40, 50 year war on that, quite openly. And, uh, and then of course you end up just the same with obesity. People start eating too much as well. Same with sex. If, if all the youngsters see nothing but sex, sex, sex on music, television, all the videos, uh, then you can actually exaggerate uh, the natural needs and natural responses until it goes beyond that, beyond even obsession into deviancy. And we've got lots and lots of that going on today too. And even now, the big boys are trying to, to rationalize and naturalize and new normalize the deviancy itself. And then they turn around and blame all of you for being crippled mentally, physically, and all the rest of it from all the injections they've given you as well. And, of course, the, the food, there's absolutely no nutrient in it, but it has got lots of pesticides in it as well. And they do know what that does to you. <laughs> and, of course, they don't eat it themselves. It's a really nasty, nasty world out there. Let's not pretend. Let's not pretend and say, oh, oh what a downer. I don't, want to, I don't want to hear that because that, that upsets me. That's awfully, awfully upsetting. You're a downer. Talk about something positive. In other words, what they're telling you is go into some happy fantasy. But reality is not fantasy. Reality is pretty nasty. Pretty, pretty nasty. When you do know, and there's plenty of papers out there on it, that um, when, they, when the big boys talked in the 30s and 40s about depopulation, they weren't putting forward suggestions. They don't put forward suggestions. And say, one, I hope one day the public will accept that they're going to have to be depopulated. They put things into action without telling the general public. It's no doubt. This is taken as a war, you understand. Full-scale war. And it's no different than any other war. They don't tell the general population what's going on. Any hints of what really is going on, and they deny it. Simple as that. Deny it. You know, if you go to a court, the judge is supposed to, supposed to, I say, give his verdict on the preponderance of evidence available, regardless of what the, the accused says. Uh, and there's so much evidence from universities and from the world meetings and everything else of what I'm saying here, all published from the sources themselves, not about them, but from the sources, that you have to come to the final step, which they won't tell you is, yeah, they are depopulating. And the male in the West is, is he's plummeting. His sperm count is kaput, it's finished. 
Even the immigrants once have been here for a second or third generation. And that's how this stuff works on you, by the way. Intergenerationally. They, they go the same way. Until literally guys who are 18 or 20 have a, a, a lower sperm. They want 25% or even less of the sperm, active sperm, uh, that a person had 50 in the 1950s. And this is taught now as a new normal. It's a new normal, you understand. Now, nothing suddenly happens like that in the vast spans of time by itself. It doesn't happen by itself. Something causes it to happen. And if it's accepted at the top and there's no crisis, then there's your evidence that it's meant to happen. They know what they're doing. Back with more after this. Hi folks, I'm back, cutting through the matrix, and I'm just talking about how it really is in, in the world. I mean, don't be shocked, don't be shocked uh, uh, when, when you find out that, yep, they found all these worlds. Look at the United Nations website, for instance. Look at all the umbrella organizations underneath it, there's thousands of them. Look at the, the professors who've written books who, from the inside, talking about the big world system going into a world government system and how they worked on it for a hundred years. Look at all the organizations that go under this umbrella group of the United Nations, for instance. Go and look in to see who started up the idea for a League of Nations, which became a United Nations. It's the same group who owned the banks, the same group who owned the front foundations, where they funnel their money through to their armies of NGOs and universities to make sure that everyone gets taught the same nonsense, you see, and believe it. Because that way they get the whole culture created working along the agenda that's pre-planned for them to follow. That's how you, it's not difficult at all. Really isn't difficult at all. And, and then they bring in professionals too, as I say, they have them for an awful long time. I was surprised to see how long Bernays lasted for, he, he still, I think he lived to a hundred or so. And he was still working with presidents one after another his whole darn life on mainly how to alter and control and keep control and, and change, fine-tune here and there, the whole culture of the USA. And I don't mean just the culture. Within the culture, you've got for the male, the female. You've got them at, at the male at two years old, female at two years old, and onwards, all right through their lives, knowing exactly what each one would go for. All these focus groups that they had too, still do, focus groups all the time to take polls and surveys to find what people are thinking, what they like um, in the media, what they don't like in the media, what's working, what isn't working, all of that kind of stuff. That's not all just for marketing products. You see, you technically become the product of your indoctrination. You're the biggest product out there. Everything comes from you, including all your tax money. Biggest given to the big corporations and the bankers who own you. It's a form of slavery, if you understand what, it, what slavery is. Most folk think they know what slavery is. It's a guy standing over you with a big whip or a big sword, telling you to dig a trench or something. That's what you think, isn't it? Slavery, it, it, slavery doesn't matter if it takes a different form. There's many forms of slavery. And Charles Galton Darwin, in the 1950s, a guy who worked on the Manhattan Project, a physicist, said that we, he says, we are in the process of creating 
a new, more sophisticated form of slavery. In other words, the slave won't figure out it's a slave. Now you're going into austerity now, as you've all noticed, and you're in a post-consumerist society, and you think, no, what nonsense. You're still spending money. You're not spending as much money as you used to on tangible goods. Things that, that could last for a while. Not that much is meant to last for any length of time now, but at least you have nothing really to show for it except what? Most of the youngsters spend all their cash now, apart from drugs. Uh, they're spending it on, and in parching, they're spending it on programs. Software. Extra ones. That's where disposable income's going. What is software? It's nothing tangible. It's an abstract thing. It's a bunch of numbers jiggled round, and, and you buy it from them. That's your disposable income. They have nothing to show for it you can pass on. There's so much happening and people don't even re- realize or recognize what is happening. The big boys are getting what they want in ways that you don't even catch on to. Because in the future, eventually you're going to cut back and cut back on all the various items which you actually not just need or, or, or want, but you actually need. And, and that's where they're going with all of this and you don't even recognize it's, it's happening. And society today, they tell us openly that it's a war on terror. Terror is, is, is not a, a concrete thing. Terror is from emotion, understand. It's an emotional thing. You're terrorized. And it's so vague, of course, that they've already expanded it. Of course, that was an intention, was to expand it into everything. Everything is now a terrorism. And eventually they, they came out and said, yep, everybody's a, a, a potential terrorist. And we have to help you and study you because you might not know you're a potential terrorist. You think that's new? Do you really think that is new? In the 40s, when they were setting up these groups to create the American culture and control it all through, I mean minutely, that's what they said then. They just studied American people, which they did. Massive survey groups were sent out all over the place, year after year after year, across the whole U.S., to study the people, because they might become fascist, which was terrorism. Nothing's changed. It's just a new way of spinning the same thing to you. And you participate in it by offering all your data up to them. Because as I say, it's simple, basically animalism. You want something back. You see, they give you something back in return, some, some good porn on the internet, you're quite happy with it. And of course, they, they know all that too. They'll know all that too. If you were a man, they know the perfect woman, if they needed to, to come in and seduce you. Like a spy, for instance. An agent. Because it's in your head somewhere, and you won't know yourself, but they know, because of everything that you've watched. Same goes for a woman too. And they've used this technique on people before. That's how intricate all of this is. It's precise. Why not? They're using all your cash to do it. Back with more after this break. listening to the Republic Broadcasting Network because you can handle the truth.
Hi folks, I'm back, cutting through the matrix and talking about the big system, the system that's all pervasive, it's all around you, everyone takes it for granted, we are at the whims and mercy and, and, and the actions of those at the top as they throw the economy up and down and up and down like a yo-yo and it's meant to keep you all terrified and afraid of course because there's tremendous power in that. Most folk can't figure out how to live without cash if it all did collapse really. That they've never really thought about it. In fact, it's unthinkable for most folk to, to even imagine. And that's why the crooks at the top remain at the top, you see. Because they've got the whole world under this blackmail scheme. It's quite a simple scheme. They give you a lot of digits and, and zeros, with maybe a figure, like one or two at the, at the beginning, and they ask for real things back in, in return, with compound interest. There's even land for debt swaps going on at the UN as they help uh, the poor countries and third world countries and get them into massive debt and they can't pay it back, which they know, of course. Because once you're in, into this kind of uh, uh, manipulation by experts that have been at it for an awful long time, you can't get out from under it, so we'll take your land instead. Oh, this has been going on for years. Years and years and years, land for debt swaps. Now, again, too, remember, they've, they've said before, the Club of Rome. The Club of Rome is one big think tank and organization is annual meetings, many sub-meetings, too. And they also own other branches and other organizations underneath them. But at the top, they are one of the, the top premier uh, United Nations advisory councils, you might say. And uh, they, they, were, they were the ones who came up with the whole idea of global warming, uh, they needed something uh, that would terrify the public so much across the plan, the planet of imminent, imminent disaster and starvation and, and earthquakes and, and all the rest of it, that would just give up all our rights and say, okay, please save us. And that was the idea. They were given that task, find something to unite humanity. It had to be an external threat. And they even discussed UFOs and everything else, you could imagine. And they churned out all those Martian invasions and God knows what else for, for 30, 40 years, but still it wasn't enough, you see. So they came up with global warming, and that was right after global freezing. You know, the same bunch that wrote the global warming books wrote the global freezing books. They kind of bet wrong, and now they bet wrong again, because weather's never stable. It's always going up and down, always has. But anyway, they said that eventually we're post-consumer, we're post-democratic, by the way, for those who haven't caught on yet. And you're under an authoritarian society, only an authoritarian society, a society run by experts, would be, would be able to pull us through all of these crises which would come our way because they were manufacturing them and most of them were bogus. So carbon is going to get rid of your disposable income through taxation, of course. So you're going to be taxed to save yourself and everybody else on the planet. And also remember that old Fabian socialist George Bernard Shaw who helped found the Fabian Society with H.G. Wells and other big players and the Astor family behind them. Uh, they said that uh, he said that you'll have to come to us and justify why we should allow you to stay alive. And I, I put the put up in the archives section at cuttingthroughmates.com. That was in a Soviet story. You hear him actually saying that uh, very very old footage. But he said that, and even said we've got to get the scientists to find a way to to create some sort of gas to kill the public humanely, you know, the useless eaters, the excess. That's what's running the world today. And they're doing it just the same way as folk drop dead in their 20s, 30s, 40s with increasing rapidity. 
So post-industrial, post-consumer, and most folks say are, are buying things which aren't even tangible goods anymore. Their youngsters are spending fortunes on entertainment and programs and software, and that's your disposable income. Remember, a substitute for war must be brought in once you've got all the wars out of the way. At the moment, you're going through the last few wars as they go after the, the, the last, they've got some Muslim countries to take out yet elsewhere. Uh, because they, they deemed a long time ago that the Muslim people would never ever adapt into the same system of central banking and debt and usury. So carbon footprint, it says here, of dairy farms are being measured. And this is for Canada. And it gives you the usual PR stuff of, of like, it's just not a natural thing to do. It's so, so natural. And New Brunswick cattle ranchers me- measuring the amount of greenhouse gas emitted by dairy farms across the province. Was he using a measuring tape? What was he using? Right? Looking at ways to reduce the amounts and exploring the idea of selling and the improved rates of, for carbon credits on the open market. Yeah. Cedric McLeod, I don't know how he got a name like Cedric. You know, the, the, the last part should have given them some sense. The Cedric part, I don't know. Who is also an agricultural economist, says the project also being done in Alberta is the first of its kind in the world. Well, that's not true. They're already doing it in Australia and New Zealand. We talk about this a lot in agriculture. We are environmental stewards. Now, that comes right, right out of the old UN manifesto as well, uh, that they would come forward with these stewards of the earth, you see, because we're all too stupid. If we're not a steward, we're an idiot at the bottom, you see. And we need stewards who will bring in taxes. And mind you, they'll, they'll manage all the money and get themselves massive salaries out of that money. Uh, but you're too dumb to get to be a steward, you see. So we're doing everything we can to protect the environment because we live on the, in that environment, etc., etc. It's like it's talking to a child. That's basically how it's put across. It's a PR piece, obviously. So they want to really roll out. I don't care. I've said this before. If, if the great deity himself came down and said it's all BS, they'd have to kill or try and kill the deity because from the, the, the time that, that uh, the Club of Rome came out with this con game, and then the Rothschild bankers said that all the cash will eventually go from the carbon credits will go through their private bank, their family bank in Switzerland. This was a done deal. Deity or no deity. Facts or no facts. It doesn't matter. That's why you can't argue with it because it's a done deal, you see. Look at Australia. And that will take out, that's going to be the biggest control mechanism across the planet. Right down to if you can even eat. And how much is costing all of them and the planet to feed you? I'm not kidding. You talk about absurdity. Absurdity can keep you under control for a thousand years or longer. We've seen it in the past. Anyway, McLeod hopes to have a clear picture of the gas profile. It must be very clear gas. and how you know, Of New Brunswick dairy farmers at the end of the year. And we'll rank them from worst to best by comparing to a baseline from previous years. Like, this is a great science, this, you know. This is put their hand and the finger in the air, lick it and test the air. Oh, yeah. There's a hundred tons of carbon here. So this is the, the rubbish they're putting out there for the people to accept. And you know what? The public will accept it. They've accepted everything else. Everything. Even they gave up privacy quite happily for fun. Fun. Yep. That's what they did. 
mentioned too before too about this article here about how Canada and, and Ontario, especially Ontario, uh, has already given its rights for its Ministry of Natural Resources uh, fishing and hunting licenses to a private company in the States. How can you have a country when your Ministry of Natural Resources has given all its citizens data to a private company in the States that, that runs by a different set of laws, remember, regarding privacy and all the rest of it? And plus they've got a different agenda in the States right now. They're paranoid about everybody. So I'll put this link up again for those who didn't read the last time. It says the review is being conducted in response to letter by the new Democrat, Democrat natural resource critic Sarah Campbell outlining a number of privacy concerns. Like That's all it's born in with privacy concerns. Why is Canada privatizing everything? Why is the U.S. privatizing everything? Why is Britain privatizing everything? You understand but going back to the Club of Rome, the system they're bringing in is non-democratic, it's post-democratic, it's authoritarian. Remember what Quigley said? The system is to be run by CEOs of corporations. They are the new government. They're the new feudal overlords. We're living through it. And folk yawn. Why they yawn is because it's like everything else. Well, I don't hunt. I'm okay. But meanwhile, they're giving other data from other groups to other private corporations. Well, I'm not, I'm not in that group. I'm not in blah, blah, blah. Until one day they're out to you and you're in there as well. That's how it really works. That's how it really, really works. And here's the, I mentioned before too, that same with the euro, the euro cash. You see this cash thing. Remember they discussed this and set up the plan when they set up the the Bank for International Settlements in Switzerland back in the 1920s, I think it was. That eventually that would be the the, the big, big bank along with the World Bank, along with the IMF, International Monetary Fund, that came out during the Bretton Woods Agreement. And they would run the system of world through central banks. The bankers and, and everybody down beneath them, from all the scientists and all the experts down, would, would, would work on all of us. But the top would be the cash system. It's the biggest uh, cudgel you could ever imagine. That's what money is. The right to create it, whoever it is, just blips on the screen, whatever, doesn't matter. But the right to do that, the ultimate right, gives them incredible power. Everything beneath it runs on it. Everything. So the central banking system is to run everything. So Jeremy Chancellor Merkel urges the EU uh, political union. You thought they were already united? No, she's talking about complete, utter integration. No sovereignty, nothing left at all. But Karl Marx said the same thing in the 1800s. But that was just coincidence, right? Three main trading blocks would rule the world. But they'd only be provincial governments that have in each one of them, like a central government for each province. EU is a province, it's a trading block. And they'd be under a global government. So anyway, here she is. We want to build on what we've achieved together, yada, 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 she says. And she's on television prattling on about the agenda because she's reading a script. They're all actors, you understand. They're all actors in this day and age, and, and photo ops. And I'd like to see the script writers, because this, these are the guys who should get all the awards. Some of them even work for different countries, politicians. 
So it says, speaking on German TV, she called for more Europe, more Europe, including a budgetary union, saying we need a political union first and foremost. You thought you'd already had it. Just don't utter complete political union and ultimately the dissolution of your own domestic parliaments. Step by step, we must, and again, I like that step by step. That's what the Royal Institute of International Affairs said back in the 20s. Step by step, we must from now on give up more to co- uh, more competencies as power to Europe and allow more, Europe more powers of control. So that's what all this crisis after crisis until the public are committing suicide in Greece, for instance. This was all about is this. This is what it's for. It's no, no different than terrifying the herd. Keep terrifying, terrifying them, terrifying them until they go into the pasture that you want them to go into. Very simple animalistic techniques. However, she's resisted calls for the joint issuing of a Eurozone debt. She'll hold the talks on Thursday with yesterday UK Prime Minister David Cameron, who's urged the 17-nation Eurozone to speed up measures to build a budgetary union to shore up the embattled monetary union. Now that's why again what they said when they set up the Bank for International Settlements and the World Bank. They would have central banks which control every nation. And then when they put them into blocks, they'd make a, make a main central bank for that whole block. Like the, the EU has got its own central bank now. And all these central banks would work in together in a close, pretty well secret society under the Bank for International Settlements in Basel, Switzerland. And you think it's all just happening by chance, the way that they wrote it down a hundred years ago. Ms. Merkel's insistence on economic austerity, as poverty folks were used to look at it, and budget discipline has alienated many Europeans who see the policy as strangling growth and piling more debts on the struggling periphery countries like Greece and Spain. Spain has to find at least 80 billion euros to shore up its banks, which are struggling because of bad property loans. Why would you prop up the same banks that just did you in? You understand, there's no way to change this system in the system. Do you, do you understand that? In the system, you can't change the system. So you're living in their system. You have your whole life long. And why would you keep the same gangsters running the banks who've just done you in again? What are you going to do about it? What they'll tell you is, what are you going to do about it? Because no Prime Minister or President is going to do anything about it. They can't. They'd be killed if they even voiced the opinion that something has to be done about it. They wouldn't last long. Look at the list of Presidents in the past that got bumped off or attempted assassinations because they're trying to, to take back the banking system. It won't happen, folks. Spain's financial minister said the credit markets are effectively shut to his country, but so far Madrid has avoided asking the EU for a bailout, it says. Now, they're all bailing out each other. He saw a picture of them all, independent little boats, you know, and they've all got holes in them. And, uh, and what they're going to try to do is to go over to the one that's the sinking fastest and, and bail them out first. Now, they, they're loaded with the deck because they bailed them out, so now you try to bail yourself out. I mean, it's utter madness. But you understand, as I've said before, we've been run by utter madness for thousands of years. Don't forget that. Don't forget that. Same with carbon and all the rest of it. It's the big cons that work. 
It's the preposterous that works. Because you give up trying to figure it out. You think, well, they can't all be lying. Oh, yes, they can. Yeah. All these professors and economists, they can't all be lying. They're all respectable people. No, that's your training, folks. That's your indoctrination. On Wednesday, the European Commission set out plans for a Eurozone bank union, which could make it easier for troubled Eurozone banks to access the EU credit. So the gangsters who plunder everybody are to get more and more power over all of you. That's the solution. Isn't that that practical? Does that sound logical to you? Does it? Hmm. Now, whether you like it or not, we have been getting poisoned for a long, long time. When they started intensive farming after World War II, they came up with the bright idea of dumping all the excess from the war industry, from all the chemical industry, into your dirt. And then that would replace, you see, manure and fertilizer and plowing in leaves and grass and everything else that folk used to do, and leaving land fallow for seven years. And then, along with injections at the same period that came into vogue, we started to die off of cancers like crazy until we have young people with diseases that only the elderly used to get. But of course you can't put two and two together because, well, that's some, again, the experts would tell you that's, that's nonsense. Poo, poo, poo. But the, it goes, you, you, they soak the, the, the stuff, they soak it in pesticide. It kills all small mammals off and then you eat it. No, they'd never do that to you. It's got to be another reason for it. Back with more after this. Hi, folks. I'm Alan Watt. We're cutting through the matrix. And just before I take a, a caller, just to mention that yeah, apples, now GM apples, are to be grown in Canada by 2014 from the Okanagan Specialty Fruits, Inc., as it comes from. And it says at the very bottom, yeah, it comes with this, all the same baggage as all the other GM stuff. In other words, soaked in pesticide and yada, yada, yada. But uh, at least it won't go brown on you. That's what they're telling you here. Now, we'll go to Dave from the UK. Are you there, Dave? Hello? Hello. Hi, Alan. Yes, you're there. Yeah. Sorry about that, um how are you? I'm not bad at all, yeah. I, I just want to encourage the audience that's listening to, to donate and to help uh, yourself in your um, in your program. And uh, I hope that it continues as long as possible. Yeah, things are getting tight. They are getting tight, I must admit. And, uh, uh, and eventually the time will come when it's just time to go off and do other things. But... Um, but yeah, things are getting very, very tight now as we go into the so-called inflation. And um, and be that as it may, that's all you can do is go off and do other things when, when the time is appropriate. Yeah. And probably leave the country too. <laughs> yeah, I, I wanted to ask, have, have you read the book Psychopath by Alan, Alan Harrington? Not his one. I've read Stack's other ones many, many years ago. And but I understand the psychopath very as well as anybody does through studying them. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think with that book, um, it actually tells you um, that society would go in that direction, not just like a group of elite people, a group of people. 
would no. go in that direction, but actually the society, the society as a whole would go in that direction. Well, what, what they did actually, uh, it was actually uh, the same groups, as I mentioned before, who just tried to stop the U.S. going uh, fascist, brought in this, this technique of individuality. And in reality, you think you're an individual, but you're, you can actually be put into different kind of groups. And then overall, you're all really in the one big group. And as you think you're doing your own thing, you're doing exactly what you're meant to do. They're promoting it all to you. But the ones at the top being psychopathic, uh, they always give you a psychopathic culture. In fact, everybody at the bottom uh, almost worships the celebrities and the very rich people at the top simply because they're rich and famous. Uh, and they all want to be the same. So psychopaths will always bring you a psychopathic culture that spills off to the public. I've yeah. just had the, the Diamond Jubilee recently, and uh, I mean, I didn't do anything myself, but um, what, was your, what, was your, what was your take on that? I mean, well, I don't know if it's the last gasp of royalty or, or it's a boast. I'm not sure which. I know they they hired, they got thousands of unemployed people to come in line uh, and cheer for the Queen. They were told to go, or they would lose their benefits. And uh, I also noticed that uh, men are made the massive security. It must have cost billions of pounds. For, for security, for all of that, and uh, in a country that's already sinking, to keep uh, the remnants of uh, this people who plundered down through centuries and uh, and profited from the peasantry and still do, in fact, uh, I, I, it's, quite, it's quite a statement to see. I did notice, though, that on board the, the boats that she was on, the Queen, they'd invited uh, a convicted pervert. <laughs> who just got out of prison for four or five years for going in and attacking women. I think he was a Sikh, a spokesman for the Sikh community. He just announced it in the paper today. It's something that overlooked. Mind you, I guess all of us would be carefully screened if we even had to stand on the banks of the water and wave our little Chinese-made flags. Yep. But thanks for calling. And from Hamish myself, Ontario, Canada, it's good night to me, your God, or your gods go with you. <laughs>